Hello, and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast. Today, I am reading James, and actually all of the James. There are five chapters, and yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I will read the first little intro. It's like a whom, uh, whom did God inspire to write this book? To whom was this letter first written? And how does James show us God's love? So there's a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, it's going to be fun. James is one of my favorite books. Um, it's just very interesting. There's things that you've like never heard before. So it's, it's just cool. So yeah, let's get right into it. Whom did God inspire to write this book? James, the brother of Jesus and a son of Mary and Joseph wrote this book. How does James show us God's love? James writes for people who have been deeply touched by God's love. The Christian loves because Christ has loved him or her. Christ's love is shown, then, by our loving actions. The book of James may be very meaningful for people who have begun to take God's love for granted. To whom was this letter first written? The book was written to Christians everywhere, especially for those who are suffering. When was this letter written? James was probably written about A.D. 48. It may have been the first New Testament written book. What special message does this book give us? James teaches Christians to see their sufferings as reminders of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. What are some important teachings in this book? God uses testing to strengthen our faith. Faith in Jesus leads us to do what God says. Faith in Jesus leads us to be equally kind to all. Faith in Jesus is lived out in good deeds. Faith in Jesus compels us to speak kind words, enables us to resist the devil, gives us patience when we suffer, gives us confidence to pray. Okay, so now I will read the first chapter, and there are a few little books inside of the first chapter, and the first one is Trials and Temptations, and the second is Listening and Doing, and also after the first chapter, there's Let's Live It, and that's just a little bottom side note. The people that put the Bible together, they wrote this, and it's like a little, you know, uh, for you guys that have been listening, you know what's going on. So, okay, well, I will start James chapter 1 right now. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind, that a man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. 
The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower, for the sun will rise with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Okay, here are some words to remember. This is chapter 1, verse 13, and it is, God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Okay, I will continue the reading. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. Okay, now we are reading, listening, and doing. We are still on chapter 1. Here we go. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteousness life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accepted the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Okay, here are a few more words to remember. Here we go. Everything good and perfect gift is from above. Okay, I will continue the reading. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultlessness is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by this world. Okay, that is the end of chapter 1. Now I will read the Let's Live It. Here we go. Not a shifting shadow. It's a hundred degrees. There's not a cloud in the sky. So Dad is careful to park the car inside the shade while you enjoy your picnic. Three hours later, you come back to a car that's 120 degrees inside. What happened? The shadow moved. Read James chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. James says God isn't like the shifting shadows. He doesn't change. You can always count on Him. Sometimes tough things happen. That doesn't mean God has moved on and left us. 
Everything God gives us is good and perfect all the time. Even when he lets tough things, testing, happen. Okay, so now we will read the chapter 2, and this is, there's a few little books, and they are Favoritism Forbidden, Faith and Deeds, and yeah, that is the two little books inside of chapter 2. So, here we go. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to a man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him who you belong? Okay, here is life in Bible times. It says rich people. Rich people were well-dressed and wore gold jewelry. Everyone could tell a rich person from a poor one. Christians were told to welcome the poor as well as the rich. Okay, we will continue the reading. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin, and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, now we will read Faith and Deeds. This is chapter 2, verse 14, if anyone wants to continue to follow along. Here we go. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe that, and shudder. Okay, now I'll read a did you know. It says, what is faith? Faith is not just knowing about God. Faith is trusting in Him and being confident in His promises. When we trust that Jesus saves us, we show our faith by doing what God wants. Now I will continue the reading. You foolish man, 
Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Okay, now we will be reading chapter 3, and this is Taming the Tongue. There is also another little short book inside of this, and it is Two Kinds of Wisdom. So about halfway through, I will tell you when we run into the two kinds of wisdom. So now we will read James chapter 3. Here we go. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are steered by a very small rooter wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Okay, now we are on two kinds of wisdom. We are still on chapter 3, but we are on verse 14, my bad, verse 13. And yeah, there's just a little bit left. I think it goes to like, I think there's like I don't know, five more verses, but there's not a whole lot. So, but yeah, now we are switching right now. Here we go. Who is wise in understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. 
For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you can find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Okay, so that is chapter 3 right there. Chapter 3 of James, and now we are moving on to chapter 4. And the first little title of chapter 4 is Submit Yourselves to God. And about halfway through, there is boasting about tomorrow. And yes, also at the bottom of the page, there is a Let's Live It. It's a little uh, side note that whoever put the Bible together wrote. So I'll read that once I am done reading the chapter So, okay, here we go. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight, you do not have. Because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive. Because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that Scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? Because he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, then, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded, grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay, here's a words to remember. It's just chapter 4, verse 7, and here it is. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So whoever put the Bible together here, this new international version, they wanted you to remember that. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay, now we will continue the reading. We are on verse 11. Brothers, Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Okay. So now we are about halfway through chapter 4, and we will read about boasting about tomorrow. So we are starting on verse 13. Here we go. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears... For a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, 
we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. Anyone, then, who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Okay, now we are done with chapter 4. We will read the Let's Live It at the bottom, and the little title says, Making the Invisible Visible. And it is talking about our invisible faith, making it visible. So here we go. Faith is invisible. It's in the heart. Faith in Jesus is all you need for eternal life. And God knows you have it. But he's the only one who can see it. Now there is a way we make our invisible faith visible. We show our faith by what we do. We can show we believe in Jesus when we care for people in need. Say kind things, are humble, considerate, content. Take a cotton swab and some milk or lemon juice. Use them like a pen and ink to write James chapter 2, verse 18 on a piece of paper. When it dries, it will be invisible. Then ask your mom or dad to watch you hold it over a candle and see what happens. Read the words and make your faith visible. So I'm going to go back to James chapter 2, verse 18, and read that for you guys. And that is, boom, boom. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. So by doing this, you can show your parents or siblings or girlfriend or boyfriend uh, that you have faith because you are bringing it out into the open and not just you and God. So, okay, now we are on chapter five. This is the last chapter. So this is warning to rich oppressors. And halfway through, actually pretty, pretty soon, it's after chapter, my bad, verse six. It will switch to patience and suffering and then it'll go to verse 12, and we'll go to the prayer of faith. So, here we go. Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you, and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay, the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have commended and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. Okay, now it switches to patience and suffering. Here we go. Be patient, then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You, too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed 
those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, or you will be condemned. Okay, now I will read the prayer of faith. Here we go. This is verse 13. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Okay, so that is chapter 5 right there. So that's all of James. It is five chapters, and the little guide that I have for reading the Bible is uh, five chapters. So um, it depends on the book that I'm reading at the time, but it should be around like 20 to 30 minutes uh, each time that I do it because, yeah, they that's how they have it planned out. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this and are enjoying these longer episodes. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for you. Um, I hope that, yeah, you guys are trying to, or that you are working this into a new type of schedule in your life, and it's working out for you. So, okay, well, if you're struggling, just know that God is with you at all times. He's right next to you. Uh, just keep praying fast if you need to, and, yeah, that's about all. Okay, thank you for listening. Have a great day, and God bless. Mm-hmm.